0: You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Is your space messy, chaotic, cluttered, unwelcoming, uncomfortable? These are complaints that so many of my clients have and complaints that I can understand. Certainly, those things have happened to me, and I've really thought a lot about why people feel uncomfortable in their own homes, and today's episode is all about why your apartment sucks. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and we're going to get to the bottom of it, and we're going to make your apartment feel comfortable from the inside out. It's not all about furniture. It's not all about artwork and lighting. There's more to it, and I want to talk about it. I have worked with over a thousand clients for over nine years, and I'm working with clients who feel like their apartment sucks. They're calling me because they want to feel comfortable, they wanna be able to invite guests over, they wanna be proud of their space. And so I've whittled it down after meeting with so many clients and hearing so many complaints to the top five reasons why their apartments suck. And this can go for homes, of course, too. The first reason that I see why people's apartments or homes suck is that they're afraid to commit. In an urban environment like New York City, we often move every year. Every September, my lease was up and I would move to a different neighborhood with a different man with a van, with my 15 boxes, cat and dog, and a dream, right? And it was very hard to feel settled. The key is committing. So it's kind of like committing to a partner. You don't know how long you're going to be with that partner. You don't know the ins and outs. You see good things of the partner and bad things, but you need to commit. You need to go all in. So if you have a lease that's a year, you need to feel comfortable for a year. So I highly recommend setting a budget initially the amount that you want to spend on this space this space that may be temporary the space that may not be your forever home but think about how much do i want to invest in this space to make it comfortable for me for 365 days and then what i do is i take off work now not everybody has this luxury but maybe you can move on a friday and have the weekend and i intensely focus on working with my new partner With my new committed partner, I'm like, where am I going to put paper towels with this partner? Where am I going to put my magazines with this partner? And creating those moments and systems so that I'm now working with my apartment, this new space, this new personality. So I'm not fighting it and trying to make it what it was before. I'm not trying to make you my old boyfriend. I'm trying to work with what's happening now. And I'm committing to you and making you work for me and me work with you for this next year because people often stay longer than they think they're going to. I thought I would be in my current apartment for six months. Like six months, who does that? I thought I'd be in my current apartment for only six months. Five years later, five years later, I'm finally moving on. Luckily, I always commit to my spaces because I can't feel at home unless I do. I'm always the person who takes the week off work, who paints murals on the wall, who makes everything so personal, even if it's just six months, because I can't live otherwise. And I find that that automatically creates a satisfaction and a comfort level and It makes me feel at home, even if I don't know how long this will be my home. So commit, take a little bit of time off work, find ways to make this new space work for you in terms of your storage, in terms of where you want to hang things that make you feel comfortable, and really emotionally invest. You know, have people over. Maybe the second week, you immediately set a dinner party. So that way you really move in and make it feel like the place you want to be. Or the person you want to be, even if it's not the place you're going to be in for a long time. Commit. The second reason that your place sucks is that you started off on the wrong foot. So you started off on the wrong foot. You went in, maybe you had to sign the lease quickly. Maybe you really don't like a lot of things about it. Again, it goes back to the commitment issue, but also you just never created systems. You just threw your stuff in and tried to make it work. Start off on the right foot. Go to the container store. (laughs) Buy things that are tailor-made for this apartment, for those cabinets. Really think about having a good relationship with your apartment, just like you'd have a good relationship with your job. Like, what am I going to have to do to start off on the right foot with you? I'm going to have to paint this wall so that it looks nice and I can't see the holes from the previous tenant. I'm going to have to do what it takes to start off on the right foot. It goes back to commitment, but just tailor making your space so that you've started off in a way that doesn't just feel like you threw your boxes in there, unpacked them, and just kept going. And you know how I'm starting off on the right foot in my new house? I made my mother do this. (laughs) I feel like a bad daughter. I highly recommend burning sage. A lot of people have lived in our apartments before us or our homes. I'm moving into a place that's been around since 1910. There's some ghosties in there. Even if nobody died, there's like past lives, there's past children, there's past everything. And I need to make the space mine uh, while still embracing the history, of course. So I had my mother walk up and down Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn looking for dried sage. I was like, there must be some kind of pagan store around here somewhere. Dried sage is not just a pagan ritual, it's also a ritual that Native Americans used and other cultures have used to clean cleanse the space. And basically you take dried sage, you light it on fire, you blow out the fire so that it's creating a lot of smoke, and you go around your apartment and in every nook and cranny, every drawer, every cabinet, every bathroom, you let the smoke fill the air, all while creating your intention. I know, it sounds a little airy-fairy. But basically, welcoming yourself to the space and telling the space, I honor you. Like, welcome, this is your new person. I hope you like me, because I like you. And I recommend going around with your family. So it's not just about you, even though maybe mom or dad is the only one interested in this. In other words, my family is not down with the pagan rituals. Um, But I'm going to take my husband, and we're going to do it together, because I think it's important to have the whole family be involved in sort of welcoming the space to you and vice versa. Start off on the right foot, buy some sage, have your mom wander the streets of Fifth Avenue until she finds a dried bundle. Any sort of holistic store, or whimsical, sort of mystical store will have some. The third reason your apartment sucks is because you're taking other people's crap. If I see one more hand-me-down that doesn't work, You know, people think when you move to a new space that they're doing you such a favor. Oh my goodness, you're on a budget. Would you like to take my old dresser that kind of sticks, but you know, it's still got some life in it and it may work. Would you like to take my old bed that, you know, the post has fallen off, but it's still a good bed and I know that you just moved and you put down a lot for that deposit. Why don't you take it? Or this is our grandmother's chest and I can't take it because my house is full, but we have to hang on to our grandmother's chest. Can you take it with you to your next apartment? Basically, you're taking people's crap and it can be enticing because maybe you are tight on cash. It can be enticing to go dumpster diving, which I loved to do when I moved to New York. The East Village is the best neighborhood for dumpster diving in New York City, hands down, even though Brooklyn Park Slope is pretty good too. But you need to dumpster dive or take hand-me-downs in a focused way. So you have to measure, decide what's right for your apartment, and only take those pieces. When I dumpster dived, this is, this is TMI, when I first moved to New York, I was very broke. I had three suitcases and a cat. And so I exclusively dumpster dived for everything from my window treatments, which were old shower curtains, <laughs> to my bedding. I got my first sheet set from the trash. I know. It's horrible. In retrospect, you can buy really cheap sheet sets somewhere else. Um, But the other thing I got from the trash was an amazing love seat. But I had measured my apartment was 5 feet by 10 feet. Crazy i had measured for the exact size that would be perfect and i was on the prowl i knew tuesday was dumpster day and i like looked around looking for the perfect love seat that would be just the size and when i found it i put out my back and hauled it away but i did not look at the other ones which were enticing but not the right size or the right look so dumpster dive with intention take hand-me-downs with purpose if grandma's trunk is not going to serve you as a coffee table if it's not going to fit at the foot of your bed You know, somebody else has got to take it. Manhattan mini storage is available. Or maybe there's other special things that you could keep of grandmas that are smaller. So don't just accept hand me downs because you need a stopgap. Rather, wait for the right thing or buy something affordable. Because having the wrong thing is going to cost you more in the long run. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, Things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com classes to get your bundle or your online class today. The fourth reason your apartment sucks is because you have too much stuff. In Massachusetts, you know, in your big colonial house, you can have a lot of stuff before you have too much stuff. You can have a full basement that's not really impacting your life day to day. You can have drawers that are overstuffed because you have a second dresser that you actually functionally need to use. In New York City, if you have six books more than your bookcase can hold, you're a hoarder. In New York City, if you have summer clothes, like three summer dresses that you don't actively wear, but you still want to keep around for nostalgia, you're a hoarder. We just can't accommodate extra things. You have to be brutal because having too much stuff in your home, and I know I'm going back to this airy-fairiness today. I'm just going to like label this episode, Betsy goes airy-fairy. Um, not really. This episode is called Why Your Apartment Sucks, but... It's like overburdening a partner. It's like giving a partner too much work to do. Like, I want you to take out the garbage. I want you to do this. I want you to do all my taxes. I want you to do everything. And maybe they're not good at everything. Maybe they don't have closet space for all your lotions. Maybe they don't have hanging space for every one of your winter coats. So you pick this partner for lots of good reasons, but don't overburden it with extra stuff. So my neighbor has recently told me about this book, The Japanese Art of Decluttering. I know, even my producer over here is nodding her head, yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to start because I think it's going to be life-changing. But she told me just one tip from the book, and already it's changed my mentality. The one tip is if you pick up something and it doesn't spark joy, then you need to let it go. So the other day, there was a huge sale at Williams-Sonoma. And by the other day, I mean yesterday. And by huge sale, I mean going out of business, clearance sale, no longer available, 40% off everything, even sale prices. I was really tempted to go nuts. But each item I picked up, I said, Does this spark joy? And there was a sandwich cutter, right? You know, that cuts cute little shapes into your sandwiches. And I was like, That is the mom I want to be. I am moving to the suburbs. And by suburbs, I mean country house. We don't use the S word in my home. I am moving to my country house and I want to cut sandwiches into shapes. But as I took it to the register and handed it to the lady, I was like, That doesn't spark joy. That is making me feel like I have to be a certain kind of mom. That's making me feel pressure and not joy. And so I said, I don't want that. But I do want the 10 tubs of glitter sprinkles that I bought for cupcakes because each color brought me so much joy. So there we go. I think that this is going to be a transformative moment, even if that's the only thing I take from the book. So get rid of your crap. I know New Yorkers, it's so hard because... The level at which you become a hoarder, the bar is so much lower than if we live in Iowa or even in a country house. Now I can really be a hoarder, but I'm going to control myself and I'm going to make sure I surround myself with joy. The last reason your apartment sucks is because you're not on the same page. You're not on the same page with the other people that are living there. And this time I'm not getting. I'm not getting weird on you. I'm not talking about the apartment anymore. I'm talking about your roommates, your kids, your husband, your spouse, your partner. When you merge, you're not focused into one goal. Maybe he loves rustic and you love French country. Maybe he loves DVDs and you love Yeah. Yeah. Obviously I've gone a little personal. My husband is a DVD hoarder and I love minimalism. Maybe we need to find a middle ground. Maybe we need to merge and tackle these things before we merge our stuff in one space. So my husband and I are moving to this new space and we need to merge our ideas. Like we need to decide exactly where the clutter is going to be and where it's not going to be. We need to Merge our concepts of what the style will be in the color palette so that he doesn't bring in things that don't coordinate and that I don't choose things he doesn't like. So we need to have a conversation and get on the same page. I need to get on the same page with my kids and I need to be like, these are the toys that are downstairs and those are the toys that are upstairs. We need to have boundaries. These are the colors we're using, those are the colors we're not using. This is where books go. They don't go anywhere else. When this is full, it's over. This is where DVDs go. You can fill it as much as you want, but they don't go anywhere else. But you need to have those conversations and make sure that it's a collaborative event. Not that I'm telling my husband, this is where your DVDs go. Not that I'm telling my kids, only these toys downstairs. Let them choose what toys go downstairs. Let your husband choose exactly where he's filing away these DVDs or books or whatever. So talk to each other and create a strategy that works for everybody because too many times I see couples that even if they've been together a long time, they just keep doing what they individually do without having a common goal in mind. So those are the five reasons that I most commonly see why people's apartments suck. I hope this has helped because I find that it helps me. I learn from my clients every day and when I'm facing similar obstacles. I need to take my own advice. And one of those pieces of advice is I'm going to run out and get that Japanese art of decluttering. I can't wait to feel nothing but joy. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, Bye.